it's it's about hiring people. It's about knowing what kind of people can actually work in a startup environment under a lot of pressure. It's always a lot of pressure. Everything is needed for yesterday, if not a week ago. So it's uh, it requires a certain mindset. I'm pleased today to be here with Leila Abia. She is the CEO and founder of Quantum Merge Specialty. Welcome, Leila. Hi, Josh. Great to be here. Yes, good to see you. So why don't we jump into it? Maybe to start, you could give a, a quick recap of uh, what Quantum Merge is all about. Sure. So Quantum Merge is actually, from what I know, at least for now, um, is the first company that actually tackles transactional liability. Um, and transactional liability is a type of insurance that sort of sits on top of all other insurance policies and insurance lines of business when it comes to mergers and acquisitions. And so Quantum Merge um, pretty much in simple words connects brokers with the carriers and then gives them um, some bells and whistles to make their life much, much easier. We're um, automating a lot of the things that brokers uh, can't automate right now with uh, any of the brokerages in the United States or um, outside of the United States. We automate underwriting process as well. Um, and so just making life for brokers and underwriters easier. I think a lot of the, the work these days, you know, it's around better underwriting and better underwriting performance. And then there's the other side, which is around user experience. In terms of what your solution is bringing to market, is there a a balance between those two? Absolutely. So I think with transactional liability, we need to think about outside of the box because it's not just about underwriting. It's not just about, you know, here's an application, please underwrite it. It's about global economy. It's about companies. It's about what's happening, um, you know, on the larger scale. And so because this underwriting process is extremely uh, just manual, you require a lot of people and then we cannot, the carriers or brokers, they cannot process a lot of claims. So I think the number one problem here is just efficiency. If, you know, we've tackled the PNC lines with other insurer attacks, but nobody to date actually touched the, the, the rapid warranties. Because the underwriting process is a very, very different process. If you look at the auto, or if you look at workers comp, or if you look at professional, you actually have the modifiers. You look and you say, okay, well, you know, what's going on? What's the age? What's the, what's the the brand, you know? So, and you, you can assign some credits and debits to that. In transactional liability space, what I do as underwriter, I cherry pick from the data room, some information about the target and about the, and about the buyer. And I look at the legal agreements. And then based on those legal agreements, I actually make a determination. If this is the risk that I want to cover. And if I do not know anything about just financial uh, behavior of a company, how things are correlated with regards to, you know, how many contracts I have versus my EBITDA and how do I project my EBITDA. If I do not know these things, it will be very difficult for me to craft the policy because each policy is individually crafted to each individual deal because you underwrite biotech deal versus manufacturing deal, you know, it's in, in, a, in a very different manner. So what we do is right now we're saying, okay, well, as the first phase of what we do, we are not going to change the underwriting process. We're just going to make it faster so that all documents are there. They are sort of analyzed for you. We have an NLP that reads through the legal documentation and it's not the chat GPT. 
It's a proprietary model that we've developed in-house. Um, so we are addressing efficiency. We are saying, okay, well, instead of working on one deal for five days, you can actually look at 20. And that's power, especially when valuations are going down and mergers and acquisitions are slowing down on the global market. We are bringing certain data points about, you know, intimate information about the company, about the pattern of behavior, about, you know, were there any spikes in revenue? Did they lose any contracts? Did they maybe, were they late on paying their vendors uh, for a period of three months, um, five years ago? All of these items can actually affect the claim in a post-merger phase. And so we are looking at that and we're sort of, attaching the red flag and we're telling underwriter, okay, well, this is what you need to be looking at. And so if financials for that year is not, are not, you know, are not there, well, that's a problem. So we are essentially providing some additional data, but we are not saying, okay, well, right now change everything you're doing and, 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 and move into things new way. We're just saying, okay, here's just some items that might help you find the issues and prevent claims moving forward. I guess what's the what's kind of the business model, and then and then uh, to the extent you're willing to share, share how your revenue model works and those things as well. How do, how does that all fit together? So right now, it, it's always easier to work with brokers that have the knowledge, and so we do work with them. And so pretty much, uh, we are just simplifying their life, and so they are using it as a portfolio management, or I would say, even a project management tool, right, to place their deals and to submit to multiple markets. Um, it provides them some clarity on where they are in the process, what underwriters are doing with the deal. And then um, the underwriters are just accepting. It's a distribution uh, platform for them. So they can either use it as distribution, where if they say, okay, Layla, well, we do need and we do think that we need your value prop. So like we do need your NLP, we do need to expedite your work. Then they use our underwriting engine just with some tweaks based on um they write your line or how they underwrite. Um, so we work with additional brokers that are on the market right now. There are very few of them. Um, but I'm also seeing that there are a lot of brokerages that want to enter this market. They do not necessarily have um, the knowledge, of the legal knowledge, right? However, we can also make it easier for them because it's a guided process. And especially if they are working on very small deals, um, we, we can facilitate that as well. So will will this uh, allow more more deals to get underwritten or smaller deals to get underwritten in a way that's uh, scalable? That's the goal to write more deals um, faster. Uh, however, to your point that you know smaller deals require less work, it's actually not true. A lot of times, smaller deals require more work because the people involved they do not have experience with that. Versus when you are dealing with strategics, they have a playbook and they just go, they know exactly what they're looking uh, for. So sometimes smaller dealers, deals are more troublesome. Um, but we do think um, that our software helps to place more deals at the same time um, because it's super easy, because you can actually collaborate. Like it's not only, like the broker is not the only person that will be sort of facilitating uh, the deal. There will be an attorney, a seller's attorney, darkest attorney, buyer's attorney, um, associates, analysts. And so we actually allowed to bring all of them to the table and say, okay, well, if the broker doesn't have this information now, let's assign, you know, an attorney to do this and that so that everybody works in a collaborative way, making the process more transparent and faster for the underwriter. 
and then underwriter just you know sort of reviews and everything submitted and sort of goes with their underwriting routine. Any more you can share as to why you developed something proprietary versus using you know some of the third party tools out there? Well, so there are only three providers of solid models, and all of them um, sort of released the models only after OpenAI released ChatGPT. When I started working on this NLP, it was long before ChatGPT was even a thing. And so I, there is, you know, we've tested, I've actually tested ChatGPT. The problem with these, some of the models, um, the information is not private. And since, you know, MA requires uh, quite a lot of security measures, we have, you know, encryption on all, all sorts of places, backend, frontend, we decrypt in real time. So there is a lot going on and I would not be willing to use, uh, at least right now, you know, anything like ChatGPT. Also, when I've run a couple of um, agreements through ChatGPT or other models, they just, they're not trained specifically to address the M&A concerns. I've trained the, the model to understand the deal points in how they correlate with the future success of the deal. All the training is happening based on the data from the uh, sale purchase agreements. Most of the sale purchase agreements are private. So like carriers have them, um, you know, attorneys have them, but they're not going to release the terms. It's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's a classified information. So everything I could have gotten access to, I did. Um, and so we've, we've, we've trained based on what we've trained and that's why it's called an NLP and not um, LMP. It's not a large model. It's uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 much smaller. However, you know, every year as we are growing, we will be training and we'll be contributing to the model, um, and so the results will be much better. Are there other types of transactional insurance besides M and A you're going to focus on, or or is the methodology applicable to things outside of transactional um, insurance? Well, I definitely would like to perfect our underwriting process of the transactional because it's really, really interesting. It, it, it's, it's. I'm trying to coin this term legal short tech um, because it's truly legal tech and short tech together, and that's why it's so interesting because it's, it's. You're just, you have to step outside of the box, um, and so I think I would like to make sure that the carriers can actually see the the benefits and they enrich their you know, their own data with the data that we already have as well and see if we can sort of tailor and, 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 you know, the, this policy, because the policy, the policy language is extremely new on the market. And I think there will be a product insurance product growth as well. Um, and then with regards to applicability, it definitely is applicable. I do think that maybe the next, uh, product that we are going to be focusing on will be a DNO, uh, line of business because we are doing a lot of the checks and sort of risk assessment of the management and the companies, I think there is a direct uh, relationship. However, for that, we, we just have to go, you know, step by step. If you see with a carrier who is interested um, and then see how it works, it's not going to be like in the next 18 months, I'm not going to launch a separate DNO uh, book of business claiming that I have um, something special. You know, how, how have you gone out about sort of, you know, assembling those other pieces you need to, to, to really um, be able to navigate all those issues you just described? I think that I definitely restructured the way we do, we approach our work internally. 
Um, I'm definitely more relaxed and I think I've learned what things actually matter. And so instead of spending time on, you know, on developing protocols, we actually validate the idea first. Um, and then we identify, you know, can we, for example, can few engineers work at the same time? Can a designer and engineer work at the same time versus, uh, let's do the designer first and then the engineer first. I mean, it's, it's all very practical. Of course, you need to choose the teammates because not everybody can just catch up with a pace. Um, so it's, it's about hiring people. It's about knowing what kind of people can actually work in a startup environment, um, with under a lot of pressure, it's always a lot of pressure. Everything is needed for yesterday, if not a week ago. So it's, uh, it requires a certain mindset. Well, Leila Adya, the CEO and founder of Quantum Merge Specialty, thanks so much for being on. Thank you for inviting. It was fun. Mm -hmm.